0: What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Family, once again, I'm going international. I'm talking to my brothers uh, overseas. I'm talking about the two gentlemen who are uh, creating a hub, creating a nexus, creating uh, a focal point for those who are interested In African comics I'm talking about the terrific site kugali.com and of course I'm talking to Tolu in Nigeria and Ziki in the UK how you doing brothers I'm good
1: I'm good I'm Ziki by the way
0: so you identify my voice I'm Tolu we're doing great fantastic fantastic so uh, you know you guys uh, created this tremendous platform Um, Where folk can go and not only can they, uh, you know, become aware of, get exposed to and purchase uh, comics from African creators. um, But there's also um, a magazine anthology. You guys have relationships with game developers. And so, of course, the first question I'm going to ask you about is Donald Trump. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah because it's perfect it's our area of expertise exactly exactly exactly, exactly. What,
0: what, what's what's the vibe over there man i know y'all talking about america man y'all think we lost our minds what's going on man what, what y'all what y'all think about trump what's going on
2: you know okay, I, I, enough. I think i'll handle okay, totally it. ziki let me handle this because you're in the uk i'm in i'm in the, i'm at home i'm in <laughs> nigeria i mean ziki's nigerian too but okay. he's in the uk right now uh, i'll just say yeah nigerians kind of talk about trump kind of but we have much bigger problems our president is a bigger joke so are you like, serious you guys you guys are still you guys still have it good there We're like oh yeah yeah they, they they dropped the ball a bit this time but this, is not, this is not good this is not good luck, jonathan
0: is it is this somebody else
2: no yeah jonathan was the last he okay. was the last to be um um he, he was the former president okay so it's the current president I'm talking about. So what's going on with that guy? Let's just say he literally spent one hundred and four days out of the country and no one could really say like what he was up to because he was technically on like a medical trip. Mm-hmm. He was in the UK to treat his health mm-hmm. and we were not getting any feedback. Like is he getting any better? What what exactly is going on? We just know this nigga is a- on <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 that was funny okay
2: uh-huh. i know you went uh, he, he was in the uk for medical purposes and when we were not getting any feedback we just knew this guy was on a break for 104 days there are literally memes of nigerian politicians going to the uk to look at the president like he's in a museum 'Cause they would go out and come back and be like, Hey, we saw him, he's alive, he's well.
0: So just so I'm clear, your president called out sick for hundred days. Yep. God damn. I guess we can't bitch about the orange guy over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of like do you want someone in there messing things up or do you not want them there at all? It's a really tough choice, but I think that's kind of, that kind of explains the difference between what we have in Nigeria and what's going on in the States at the moment.
0: Well, here here's the thing that, that kind of you know segues into the comic book conversation. You know, a, a, a thriving comic book industry, to me, kind of hints about, you know, I wouldn't say a necessarily a middle class, but a leisure class. You know, because comics cost money. And, you know, it's, it's usually younger people that buy it. And, uh, you know, you got to have some disposable income to indulge uh, in comics, in video games, that kind of stuff. So, like... Uh, uh, Tolu, what's the economy like in your area of Nigeria?
2: It's very shitty right now. I'll be honest. We mm-hmm. don't have... Th- there are very few people that have the disposable income to buy comics. Okay. It's it's just... It, that's just the truth. There are very few people. I would say the upper class and the upper middle class are a very small percentage of the population. So comics, why would you be buying a comic when you've got a kid and you have to take care of the kids um, meals first
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's all its all you can do just to get make ends meet so honestly right. comics are a luxury for most people here and a luxury most people are not willing to pay for they would read it for free though okay, okay
1: Yeah, I, I just want to add some color to what Tolo is saying and yeah. point out that Whilst he's right, the vast majority of people don't have a lot of disposable income. Nigeria is a huge country. I think the population is somewhere in and around 200 million people. So even though there is a, a 10% sort of upper echelon, that's still a sizable uh, portion of the population that do have that disposable income. So it's 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 not great for most of the people, but there is a group of people that are able to buy comics, go to the cinema, eat at really nice restaurants, and people are able to actually build uh, thriving entertainment mm-hmm. uh, products and businesses from that.
0: So just from you guys' experience, um, can you describe the demographic of, I'm, I'm not going to just limit it to comics, but, you know, comics, video games, even locally produced sci-fi. Can you describe that demographic? Like, who are these people?
2: So, are you asking about the demographic of the consumers or the yes, creators? Yes, of the consumers. Okay, Ziki, you start. Ziki? Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh, he's hello, busy. hello.
1: All right, sorry. <laughs> I I put my mic on me by mistake, but anyways uh, the demographic for the consumers is mostly young people as you alluded to Jonathan, Mm -hmm. so I think starting from the age of actually starting from the age of about 10 like these days maybe even a little bit younger uh, kids want to read comics and if we're looking at people who are in the upper class so people who are sort of like in the top 10% of Mm -hmm. the uh, income bracket of the population, these people tend to go abroad at least once or twice a year, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm speaking to my my own childhood as well so I would mm-hmm. go traveling and then the first thing I'll get my parents to do was buy me a video game console a bunch of video games and some comics but mm-hmm. even people who don't get to travel also find their way find a ways actually maybe tolu can speak more to that because he hasn't traveled out of the country as, as I do so I'll speak to the people who travel out a lot so mm-hmm. it starts really from young people but it goes all the way up to people in their 30s I would say okay. um, I think it's sort of people in our generation that haven't, we're like Peter Pan's, we, we refuse to give up our inner child. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I would say the oldest people I know right now are probably late 40s. Um, I think these are the people who grew up watching Voltron and <laughs> okay. the, those old shows and Thundercats. And, the, wow. and then, yeah, so... Somehow we managed to get those things over here, so mm-hmm. I think we have those people. Those are the people who, can, um, a- apart from the rich kids, like Ziki said, they are the people who may not be super rich, but once, they've, once you've gotten to a certain age, you're 30-something, you're 40-something, maybe you're married, you're feeding yourself, yeah. you can decide to buy a comic even though like it's the luxury yes but you've gotten to the point where it's part of your culture so i do know people like that they are the same set of people that um, organize things like anime swaps and lagos and comic conventions and such things in nigeria so those people sometimes they buy they buy comics and local content really because i mean people people would always buy the best international games the best international comics but when we're talking about local content Mm -hmm. i would say the people buying are usually usually in their 30s Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't think kids buy local content that much but i did see a video on instagram that warmed my heart Unique Studios, which is one of the biggest independent publishers we have in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Th- this kid had been bugging his mom for some Unique Studios comics. And yeah, that's when the she EXO bought them, guy, right? Yeah, that's the guy that yeah. did EXO. He, mm-hmm. he also did Malaika and yeah. he has other stuff. So when his mom, this, this kid's mom bought these comics for him, and when she was giving him the comics, she took a video of his reaction. He looked so happy, like his mind was blown. He was telling his brother, I've been asking her for these comics for a while. And I was like, wow, this kid is like actually genuinely hyped up about this thing. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, the only Nigerian comics that existed, Super Strikers and um, the Indomitables, neither of them was good enough for a kid to genuinely be hyped about Mm -hmm. getting a copy. It was something you just read because, hey, I'm a kid and this is a comic.
1: Right, right, right. Well, I actually, I'm going to disagree slightly. No. Uh- 100%, but I, I also remember uh, Super Strikers more so than the Indomitables. And because uh, cause Super Strikers is, I don't know if you've seen Shaolin Soccer, the, the film, it's kind of like martial arts meets uh, soccer. Super Strikers is somewhat similar. It's, it's like a highly stylized version of a football league where, you know, like someone can kick a ball and it'll go all the way to the moon. And it's wow. about uh, a team of all of the best. They're, they're modeled after, apart from the main character, all of the characters are modeled after uh, famous football or soccer uh, players. As you would call them in America, but in any case, um, I actually remember there was quite a bit of hype around Super Strikers when we were growing up. It wasn't like crazy, but it was big enough. Yeah, and it was big enough because sorry, sorry, I was going to say I was going to say today. There's actually now a Super Strikers animated series, and a lot of it was from the earlier success. I mean, Super Strikers is not just in Nigeria; it's in in several countries all over Africa. They now have South Africa series... Yeah, exactly. Even East Africa as well. So I, I would say that Super Strikers is, is like very, very successful uh, mm-hmm. for what it is. Even though you know, some some of us might you know be a bit highbrow yeah. and raise our nose. I,
2: I agree this. with you because I don't like soccer at all. I'm a basketballer, but I used to read Super Strikers as, as a kid. I enjoyed the comics. I but I feel like the thing is they were so easy to get access to that you never got hyped over getting access to one because. You could go into any E-tree. We had these E-trees. Um, Jonathan, we have these E-trees here called Mr. Bigs. Just think of it like KFC. Okay. Imagine you could walk into any KFC and pick one of these up for um, 50 cents.
0: Wow. Okay. All right.
2: Yeah, because that, that, that was the equivalent. In Nigeria, you could get into any Mr. Bigs and pick up a Super Strikers comic for, I think, about 100 naira. And that was because, like, they had all these big... I don't know. I don't know who started. I can't remember the details of who started Super Strikers. But I know it wasn't an indie trying to push um, their comic. It was like a very big business deal. Because mm-hmm. in the comic, you would see Mr. Big's products. You would see um, Nestle products. Oh, wow. There was a lot of in, in the comics. So it was highly subsidized. So, so ladies and
0: gentlemen, do you see these guys waxing nostalgic <laughs> about these old school comics? Do y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice all
0: right let's 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 go into the modern era man let's talk about kugali.com did i pronounce it right yeah perfect my man kugali.com so when i go to kugali first of all the site uh redesign is dope uh when did you guys uh redesign the site
2: oh i don't have the, um that it must have been sometime start.
1: around March, I think. Okay. That's All right. off the top of my head. All right. Yeah, and, I'm uh,
0: not sure. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Um I, I like the little scrolling thing. Tell us about uh, Kigali and, and what you guys are hoping to do uh, with this business.
1: Okay, so the the vision has evolved uh for the vision has evolved Constantly, since we started doing this, as some people may know and some people may not know, we started off as a podcast known as the Dao of Otaku, which means the way of geek. In both,
0: oh, that was you guys, of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was I, us. I listened <laughs> I to a, a program you guys interview Paul Luis Julie, the the Dao of Otaku or something,
1: right? Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 that was us. Oh, that's cool, man. All right, all right, small <laughs> world. All right, keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, small world. Yeah, so the the point of the podcast is we're all creators. Tolo is a game developer. I'm a comic book writer. And we were figuring out, okay, how do we how, like how do we get our, our stuff out there? And we thought sort of doing a podcast exploring because we're all Africans, so doing a podcast exploring the African Geek Sphere might be a good way to to network and and see if there's really anything out there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really know what to expect. And so as we started doing the podcast, we realized that it was actually quite a few like really, really good talented creators in not just Africa, but the African diaspora. So you Ooh. alluded to uh, Paul Louis Julie, uh, who's from who's French Caribbean and also American, but lived in Africa as well. And Ooh. his his product was, or his comic, the pack was one of the first comics we found, and we were like, wow, like you, you. I'm sure you've come across the pack as well, and it's visually stunning. Yep. The story is is so fascinating, and we were like, wow, like th- this is something you don't see every. This is something you hardly ever see. An epic fantasy. Set in Africa with African characters, mm-hmm. uh, and we really so this is what sort of wet our appetite. But the discovery process was so so difficult. I mean, you don't know how many Google searches and, <laughs> and articles right. I had to read to find these things. And so we thought, well, why don't we make it easy for people to discover the best of African gaming, animation, and comics? And that's kind of a, a summary of how we got Kugali. So that's essentially our mission.
0: Okay, and what kind of a support? Or reception have you got from the creators?
1: It's been amazing. I mean, we have a community now, I think there are about a dozen creators in our Kugali Facebook group who we've, I, I can't remember if we've mentioned the magazine already, but we recently launched uh, a monthly jump magazine where we collect different African comic books. Uh, if you've ever heard of Shonen Jump, imagine that, but for the African continents. And the creators were so up for it. We have so many people who want to contribute their work uh, everybody really, I think the thing with the creators is, you know, imagine you're a, you're an artist based in, in Kenya, you've drawn your comic, I mean, what, what are you going to do with it now? Uh, wow. And then Kugali comes along and we're like, we want to help you find an audience. So for these guys, it's the first time that A, someone is taking them seriously, and B, they really have an opportunity to to connect with an audience that's going to read their work and, and, and enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's excellent, man. It's excellent. The same thing is happening here. With like, uh, you know, African-American sci-fi, what they call cyber funk and steampunk and all that kind of stuff. So, wow, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yep.
1: Yeah, ahead. actually, you guys have been a huge, uh, the African-American population has been a huge part of our success. You guys have really, really, you know, when we look at our podcast and statistics, the it's always... Teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean the vast majority of our listeners, our users, are actually from the states, and so we, yeah, we're really, really grateful to the support we re- we received from the states, and in particular the African Americans. I think it's kind of what we're doing is feeding into this uh, renaissance that you're talking about.
0: Jonathan. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And uh, so now you said that, uh, so Tolu, you're a game developer. Yeah, I am. And uh, talk about the the game piece um, a little bit about your experience, and then go into uh, Throne of Gods.
2: All right. So when I started Kugali, one of my one of the things that was motivating me was so let's say I make a great game, who's going to hear about it? How would they hear about it? IGN.com isn't going to talk about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to create that IGN.com for Africa. <laughs> the kind mm-hmm. of that was kind of what I had in mind originally. But then, uh, like Ziki said, the vision has kept evolving. So I realized I can't even develop a good enough game with the resources I have because when you can make typical, okay, so let's say games like Candy Crush, um, those simple puzzle games or simple mobile games, Mm -hmm. I can build that single-handedly. Mm-hmm. but i want to build the kind of games that made me love gaming in the first place
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> i want to games build games like what were some games. of those
0: games that inspired you
2: just think of um nintendo's best hits you would start talking about zelda and smash bros gotcha. think of um some of those playstation classics i mm-hmm. play everything okay. um pc xbox i actually have like all the consoles so
0: wow
2: yeah I Want I wanted to build those type of games. I'm even I'm working on a console game right now. Okay. I've tested it on my Xbox, it's running, but I can't say more than that right now because it's too early in development. It's wonderful. Okay. W- what happened is I saw that right now the market the market isn't ready enough for it in Africa. If I was going to do this, I'm going to have to do it probably from the US. Mm-hmm. And then I decided Yo, I'm going to chill on this gaming thing. Focus more on Kugali. Let's prepare that market. Okay. So what? So other stop, game stop, stop! Stop! Are stop! 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 You know
0: what's so yeah? beautiful right now? You know what's so beautiful?
2: I'm so, hearing
0: long-term thinking with this Kigali piece. You know oh, what I mean? I, I, I I'm seeing. I, I'm hearing you guys. You know, of course, everybody got a vision for what they want to do, but usually. You know, in some cases, they just want to build something, you know, just quick and get paid or whatever. But it sounds like you guys are trying to cultivate this market that you're that you're touching right now. That's I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Go ahead, man. I ain't meaning to interrupt.
2: <laughs> yeah. So right now, what other game developers are doing in Nigeria, especially I can't I, I've I've researched all the game developers in the whole of Africa. But I've only met the Nigerian developers in person, so I can talk better about the Nigerian developers.
0: Okay.
2: So we have two groups. We have the group that are creating, like I said, simple mobile games, but with a Nigerian aesthetic. And those people are typically selling to, again, non-Nigerians because Nigerians are not downloading those games. But you have people in like, all over the world downloading those games. So, we're exporting, really. Okay. There's there's that. But then there's the other set of people. People like um, the developers of th- the game Throne of Gods. Who are trying to make the kind of games they grew up loving. So, Throne of Gods is a fighting game where you play as African deities. So, we have Shongo, a Nigerian god. We have Akonadi, a Ghanaian goddess. We have, like, gods from all over Africa in that game Mm -hmm. and it's it's on the google play store right now if you've got an android device you could download it and check it out Mm -hmm. but the thing is that game it's 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 a passion project these guys created it because they they just want to see awesome fighting an awesome fighting game with awesome african characters Mm -hmm. it's not a commercial project yet it's not going to make a lot of money and like I said, that is what Kugali wants to fix right now. So we are actually, we didn't develop the game. I'm a developer, yes, but I didn't work on Throne of Gods. Okay. But we are doing what we can to help them market the game and hopefully fund it. We do have a partnership with them. So. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Now, uh, I'm sensitive to the time. Uh, Ziki, you said uh, you may have to roll out. Um, do you have a couple of minutes to talk about uh, writing your experience and uh, and what you think about the the storytelling in African comics?
1: Oh, good. I, I was going to say I pushed my next appointment to five, so we have a little bit more time to fantastic. To play okay, with. but Yay. <laughs> so so yeah, talking a bit about writing. Uh, so. It's interesting because Tolo and I recently had a debate about storytelling techniques because I I personally as a writer have been heavily influenced by Japanese manga and the way they tell their stories because I feel like creativity is king in that area, whereas in... America is a little bit more about like creating a a product. So you start with, okay, who's going to see this? Okay, it's going to be like for 17 year olds. So we need to make it sort of like hip and cool, etc, etc. While in Japan, it's kind of more like the other way around is you, you create the story first. Let your, con- let your subconscious go wild um and we're and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because i'm i'm looking at what's going on in, in in africa at the moment in nigeria kenya i think nigeria kenya is Zimbabwe where we have most of the comics and you can clearly see that people are trying different approaches uh so for example comic republic which is one of the uh Biggest comic book publishers in Nigeria, you can tell that they've been heavily influenced by the DC and Marvel approach, where mm-hmm. they're creating characters that they want to, for example, like Guardian Prime. When you look at him, probably one of the first things, who's their flagship character, by the way, one of the first things you think of. He just
2: looks like Superman wearing the Nigerian yeah. flag around his body, basically.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that. And, and, uh, so, you, you know, someone like Superman yeah, that too, is, 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 is super iconic. But at the same time, he's, he's, he's a product, you know, if you think of, like, merchandising and, and you know, the way you can diversify the Superman portfolio. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you compare that to, I'm trying to think of, a, like, a, a, a good manga. There's a manga called, like, Blade of the Immortal, you know, which is just uh, bloody and um, it's about, like, an immortal warrior that's on a path to, to, to redemption. And, and there's, no, there's no product there. There's, there's only story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in, in Nigeria, you kind of see, or in, in Africa as well, you kind of see people fluctuating between the two. As for me personally, I'm more in the, like I said, I, I was inspired by Japanese manga, so I'm more in the stories king camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand where the other camp is coming from because I think that there's a, there's a lot of money to be made if you can create really, really popular characters. Uh, but just as a personal preference uh, I, I I really want to try and get into the heart of the story. I want to to try and take people through an experience that will change them in some way or will will, will you know will impact them emotionally. Uh, I don't know if that answered your your question at all.
0: Well, I mean, I like how you broke out the the two flavors of storytelling um you Mm. you know you said in america there there's a sense of you know just kind of creating a product for a particular demographics that they'll you know they'll they'll pick up or whatever and then you know there's another you know the japanese style is is heavy on storytelling uh i would i would i would just add the caveat that the african-american uh genre that's uh this kind of coming back from the 90s uh they definitely focus on uh storytelling and african and, and uh and character development, um, you know, the, the old the older school cats like uh, Brother Man and Purge, um, you know, definitely focus on, you know, they, they, they definitely have a a very strong African-American cultural aesthetic, you know, strong family ideas and, and things of that nature. And then some of the newer cats, you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Paul and then uh, there's other uh, people like uh, Jason who does uh, One Nation. You know they have a uh, you know they have other kinds of themes, uh, but they definitely focus on story. I mean that may be something that indies do anyway. You know I guess they figure, you know you know when you first come out you're so passionate and 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 there's a lot of quality that you put into every aspect. And maybe once you get a behemoth like DC and Marvel, you just got to kick out titles. But to me, I think DC and Marvel is dead. They they movie companies now, ain't they?
1: Yeah, essentially, I, I I can't like I haven't I can't remember the last time I read a DC or Marvel comic. Yeah, they no yeah, 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 it's, it's more about the movies, and I, and I, yeah, and I, that's true. That, that was an oversight on on my part because obviously when you talk about an industry, it's very very hard to to paint everything in one broad stroke. And you are right; a lot of the independent guys. Some of the people that you've mentioned, I, I've read Purge, for example. I'm really, really familiar with uh, Paul Louise Julie's work as well, mm-hmm. and you can really see that there is a lot of uh, they're they're thinking more story and heart as well. So yeah. good, good call.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's go back into a uh, 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 Kagali again because I noticed that you guys have like a. Uh, a login portal, registration. So you're building like a community here. It's just not a comic book store. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's not just a comic book store. The original idea was let people have a database to find these things. Because right now, if you want to find good African content, you would literally, most people would just go to Google and say, best African comics top five African comics, African comics that feature women. And it's like, then you have to start searching through all the results and looking for what you want. Like just put everything on this one site. So Mm -hmm. most of the comics there are not even available to purchase from us. Mm -hmm. We just give you a link to get it from the creator. Of course, we do have some comics where we've partnered with the creators and you can um, purchase it directly from us. Okay. But the goal was anybody should be able to come here, find comics, and not just find them. You should be able to, let's say, add some to your watch list. That's why you can create an account, so that you can leave reviews for other people to see. So other people have an idea how what the community thinks about a comic. Other people have... Um, you, you can for, add a, a comic to your watch list so that you're up to date with whatever is going on with that comic. And you can even submit your own comic if you're an indie creator. Of course, once you submit, we would approve it before it pops up on the site, so so that okay. we can avoid spam. But yeah, we we did that. You if you can submit your comics or even just your artwork. Mm-hmm. So even indie, even artists who may not have a comic per se, but just create some interesting art, could go there and post it up.
0: Okay. Okay. Now we're about to wrap up. I wanted to uh, to touch on a couple of points. Um, y'all not only have a, a terrific website, you have a YouTube channel. Can you talk about your content on a YouTube channel?
1: Well okay so we've, we, we we experiment a lot with our YouTube channel so we just do different compilations. So sometimes we, we do a breakdown of particular comics, so we, we've referred we've referred oftentimes to uh, Paul Louis Julie's work. So, for example, on our YouTube channel, you'll find like a breakdown of okay, like w- Paul Louis Julie's uh, independent company is called Midas Monkey. So, for example, we did a video was who's Midas Monkey? What are their comics about? And we've done that for a few of the uh, comic yeah
2: book. we did it for Unique Studios as well since That's, we've mentioned right yeah. today.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mentioned Comic Republic as well. We did one for them. So it's it's just a place for the YouTube channel is a place. Okay, you go on our YouTube channel. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know where to start with this whole African uh, diaspora and African comic book community. So the YouTube channel is sort of like a bite-sized way for you to say, okay, well, this is... I like fantasy. Let me watch this video about African fantasy comics. I like sci-fi. Let me watch this video about African sci-fi comics. We do lists as well. So, uh, for example, so what's a list that we've done? Like anime uh, animation <laughs> concepts that we want to see happen? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we saw, okay some animations uh, some animations that have been like proposed but they haven't been created yet like um red origins they had a kickstarter for their animation and they didn't quite hit their target. so really we, we
1: have like
0: i gave money yeah. to them and i get an update every other month okay I, I thought they- <laughs> no, so it was uh,
1: it was a two-tiered it was a two-tiered yeah. thing so one target was for the comic and then they had a stretch goal for an animated uh stretch as well
0: gotcha okay all right, all right
2: yeah right. And, and then we had a list of like african mythological creatures you may not have heard of mm-hmm. because everybody knows about harpies and griffins but how many people know about the eloko
0: the what <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: yeah. a, it's what are a you talking about like Tolu? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly so everyone knows exactly. greek, greek mythological creatures but no one knows african creatures so go check out our youtube channel we
0: will do we will do
2: and uh off mic uh, no, before we before we move on from youtube i just uh-huh. remembered since we mentioned marvel and dc i did this really interesting video where at the beginning of um captain america civil war the very first fight scene was set in lagos so i did a video comparing Leg- the real lagos to the version in the movie to su- because I know they they didn't actually come to Nigeria to shoot it they did they created a set over there Really And yeah but I know the area in Lagos they were trying to mimic okay. so I got to like the 24th floor of a really tall building there in in that area in Lagos and I mm-hmm. took some footage of the surrounding area and wow, compared okay. did like a side by side comparison it's on our YouTube so I we just check have that out
0: i gotta check that out I, I you know i i felt a little funny about that because they fucking destroyed everything you know what i mean <laughs> it's like the first time we <laughs> see africa and y'all wreck shop it's like ah but anyway all right moving right along um off mic we talked about um the lagos comic-con is coming up on september the 15th through the 16th uh da, 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 da. yeah 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 and now uh, you guys can go to lagos concom uh you guys gonna be there
1: Tola's gonna to be there, but unfortunately, I, I can't
0: make it. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, he's. But well, I'll be there. I'm. I'm actually going to be one of the speakers at one at a panel talking about um marketing and sorry selling your comics. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And I'm yeah. sure you won't forget to mention uh, uh your site up in there. And uh, let's see what else. So listen, this is this is another off, off thing. Do y'all do cosplay over Nigeria? Tolu, is that a thing over there? Or what happened?
2: Yeah, so we do cosplay. It literally is just starting in Nigeria because I will tell you, so Nigeria is not the kind of place where someone would say, um, there's a Comic Con and people would actually dress up to it. You'd be like, What are you going to tell people when you're leaving your house? Everyone look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, this is 2017, right? 2015's Lagos Comic Con changed that because one of my close friends, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to say the guy is actually a friend of mine. One of my close friends dressed up as Kaguya from Naruto, and he blew everyone's (laughs) mind. He blew everyone's mind. Like no one would have believed a Nigerian would like go that far. So. After that, everyone was like, next year we're going, to, we're going to go all out, we're going to dress up. And then last year, 2016, Lagos Comic Con, there was like, I don't know, a dozen people cosplayed, which is like way more than has ever happened. Mm-hmm. And my friend dressed up as a Sith Lord. He created his own Sith character and dressed up and he won again. Oh, that's but cool. yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what this year brings because I'm like, if there was a dozen last year, we're going to get like 30 guys cosplaying this year okay okay okay
0: now uh again wrapping up wrapping up are you gonna go there and uh is there a lot of ladies there i mean it's just not a sausage fest right
2: oh yeah that's the that's a very interesting thing because the i i think usually from what i see on the internet most men have these um this what's the word gatekeeper mentality to spaces like comics and video games and they feel like um, this is a guy thing. Women shouldn't be here, and then it takes a long time before you can like teach them out of that bad habit. but we don't seem to have it much here, so it's always like we're trying we're always trying to encourage the ladies and get them into it. so yeah, there are quite a few ladies. there'll be quite a few ladies at the comic con, but most most geeks I know over here are always looking for ways to get their girlfriends into comics anyways. <laughs>
0: Yeah, to me man, if, if they could get their girlfriends to do cosplay, that would be dope. But uh yeah, all right, all right, all right. So, uh last question and then I'm going to ask you guys for your contact information and then we'll uh we'll, we'll say good day. What do y'all think? What's your feelings? What's your expectations about the Black Panther movie coming out February 2018? <laughs> <laughs> you, know
2: I you, uh, I knew you know I had to ask you about that.
1: I had to ask you about that.
2: Why did you do this to us? Ziki okay.
1: first. All right, cool. But before I continue, actually, Tolo wrote a really, really... uh, We have a blog, uh, a and Tolo wrote um, an article about the cultural inconsistencies that we saw from uh, Black Panther in in Civil War. Because, as you know, Black Panther Wakanda is supposed to be an East African nation, and so even if it's a fictional nation, there's certain things you expect to see from somewhere in East Africa. Same thing if you had a fictional north african nation you'd expect people to speak with a certain accent etc etc but to start off i mean personally i i saw the i've seen the trailer and it looks like it's going to be a good film like it's going to be a fun film it might not be a hundred percent accurate in terms of the the culture Mm -hmm. um I, i i'd be surprised if they had that many Actual uh, people you know people on the ground in Africa that are working on the film because they've gotten a few things wrong So I mm-hmm. guess to be concise. I'll say it's probably gonna be a good film. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it The first high concept fant- uh, you know sci-fi film set in Africa I think probably mm-hmm. the highest budget film set in Africa as well mm-hmm. that that definitely gets me excited But at the same time I do wish that they had taken a bit more time to do their homework and really do uh, pay respect to the to the local cultures over there.
0: Yeah, you know uh, Wesley Snipes had film. This is what I, a story that I heard. Okay, I haven't yeah. confirmed it, uh, so let me just put that out there. Uh, but I heard that uh, Wesley Snipes, you know, from Blade and and, and things like that, uh, Art of War, that he he was interested in doing a film, Black Panther, years and years ago, and he did all this uh, research and prep, and then even. I heard he was developing like his own kind of special martial art to make the fight scenes, you know, you know, more interesting because you know he's like a real martial artist. So, uh, so, so, yeah. I mean, the fact that we could get a, you know, a, that America is producing a, a, a film with Africans in the lead that's not a fucking hood movie or about slavery is amazing. That's number one. You know what I mean? And I think that it's amazing. It, it shows the power. Of the, the you know I don't want to call them nerds but the nerd culture the comic book thing the sci-fi it, it shows the power of it so get, so so do this uh, uh, Tulu give me some pros and give me some cons man I know they ain't get the accent right I heard that more than once but we won't know the <laughs> difference over here <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: so, so, so. yeah okay so wow well, okay pros it's a it's an MCU movie almost all the mcu movies have been either at least enjoyable or actually pretty good Mm -hmm. so it's an mcu movie i i expect it to be good okay then i would say it's also got it's also got this huge probably the biggest diversity of african um art and culture you see in a single movie because unfortunately one of the cons also works as a pro if you decide to like not look at it from the bad side mm-hmm. so let, let me explain the bad side is right from inception i've read other black i've read black panther comics mm-hmm. i've seen i've read even the latest run with um tanahisi Quotes. Mm-hmm. they take too many african cultures and jam them all together it's it's ridiculous to me from the perspective of someone that actually lives here. And I know how different, how many different cultures we have in Nigeria alone, before you even start talking about other African countries. Right. So that's, I, w- I would call a con in that they think, the, instead of saying, okay, let's design this really nice fictional East African place. They pretty much put everything from North, South, East and West Africa into one single country. That, that would be the con side. But then the pro side is when you look at it and you say, okay, we already know that they've made that um, design mistake. Let's enjoy it for what it is. When you look at it from that point of view, it means you're going to get to see in one single movie, you're going to get to see a lot of beautiful um, art and representation from all over the continent, not just from East Africa. So you get what I mean? Like, that counts as both a pro and a con. Okay, okay. Yeah, Uh, but uh, but I think overall, I think, like, I'm going to enjoy the movie. I'm going to probably do an article pointing out the pros and the cons after the movie comes out. But I already know it's not being funded or made mainly by africans it's been funded and created mainly by americans Mm -hmm. so there'll be a lot of honest mistakes and i'm not going to be that guy who's going to be complaining all the time about every single honest mistake
1: yeah right i'm going to be a little bit harsher on them and say that at the end of the day like this is marvel And it's not that difficult to email. I mean, for example, I live in London and we have the School of uh, Oriental and African Studies. There are like a dozen people who really, really have a good understanding of the the culture. It's not that hard to email um, a a linguist who specializes in East African Studies Mm -hmm. and, you know, have them sit down. With, with, I don't know, the director or the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there, <laughs> there, there are a lot of mistakes that could have easily been rectified. I think, it's mm-hmm. like you said, Jonathan, most people in America are not going to notice, so why bother making the effort?
2: Yeah, that, that is true. Because I would say two movies that I've watched that got it right Beasts of No Nations and Queen of Catway. Both times I was surprised. I was surprised that people from other countries, from America, could come to. West Africa and East Africa, that's in the case of Re- Beast of No Nations, is set in West Africa and mm-hmm. Queen of Pathway in East Africa. And both times they nailed it. They nailed it perfectly. If Black Panther could do that, I'd love it. But I'm already seeing they are not going to do that. I'm already seeing too many signs. Wow, wow.
0: Gentlemen, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, to talk with you guys, and I'm so happy that. You know the comic and the sci-fi and the gaming thing is popping off in West Africa. If folk want to find out more uh, about the uh, the the artist and the and the content that you represent, how can I reach out to you on social media? And how can I how can I contact you?
1: Okay, so our social media ad handle is at Kugali Media. That's across all channels, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So that's just at K U G A L I M E D I A dot. Um, yep, yeah, that's just it and then our website is just kugali.com so that's k-u-g-a-l-i.com and then from there they can find everything from our blog to our podcast to our magazine speaking of the magazine by the way i do want to give people a little something to look forward to we mentioned donald trump right at the very beginning of Mm -hmm. this podcast and he makes an appearance (laughs) in the next edition of our magazine so that's something for people to look forward to
2: (laughs) Oh, that, man. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah.
0: I mean, he it, yeah. He's good for media as long as he doesn't send us into World War III. That's all. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's listen- funny
1: because that's actually a real concern. <laughs> but please continue.
0: Yeah, no, I know, I know. So, listen, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. All right. We got to do this again. 100%. Thank you so much for the, the opportunity. We had a blast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having
0: us. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul, speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. S-O-U-L dot com and of course I'm on social media I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter Instagram uh, Tumblr uh, subscribe on iTunes subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and I'm I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well that terrific Facebook competitor listen family I love you guys and I want all your dreams to come true and my dreams can't come true without you and yours can't come true without me So let's support each other and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next
2: time.